welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. You probably know what we're going to discuss today. And that is inevitably the end of the Arkansas Razorback basketball season. We'll get into that as well as get you into some updates going around the country as well as the SEC tournament dealing with college basketball. But we'll just start with the Arkansas Razorbacks. The season's over, folks. Season's over. Arkansas loses to Florida in their first game and only game of the SEC tournament by a final score of 66 to 50. 50 total points. Arkansas finishes the season 17 and 15. And and what was, at least in my opinion, a really terrible, awful, bad, whatever adjective you want to use, performance on the Arkansas Razorback side of things, where it was just, it looked like a team that really wasn't motivated at all. It looked like a team that, you know, I don't want to say they didn't play hard because I feel like they did play hard, that they did play smart. They got out physical. They looked like they were worn down, especially late in the game. They had a lot of boneheaded plays. It just seemed like it was all over the place. And Arkansas couldn't find any type of answer for a few of the floor players, but particularly uh, Johnson. The I mean, that guy was just killing Arkansas. He finished with 20 points, Keontae Johnson, in, in this game. And he's just a true freshman. So, you know, Arkansas is going to have to deal with him. And, of course, you know, Kayvon Allen, the kid from Arkansas, had to go for a lot of points, 17, against Arkansas because that's what he does. For some reason, he loves showing out against Arkansas, and he finishes. Here's what's crazy. He finishes his career versus Arkansas 7-1, and one, as if to rub salt in a wound. But it wasn't really, folks, this, this is not what this podcast is going to be about. It's not about Arkansas in this season, or Arkansas in this game, excuse me. It is about Arkansas in this season. This season, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this season. Where I, I am sitting here reflecting on the whole year, reflecting on particular games and performances, and I look back on it, and I feel like this was a massive underachievement by Arkansas. Which is crazy to think, because under Mike Anderson, they had another year similar to this uh, back just a few years ago, where they went 16-16, and 9-9 and in conference. But the difference with that season, though, is that you had lost so many of your players, and your three best players, two of them being juniors and Moses Kingsley and, and Dusty Hannes, and the other one a senior and Anthelon Bell, you knew what you had with those guys, but you literally had nothing else you had a guard in Anton Beard who had experience but he was suspended for nearly half of the season you had Jabril Durham which was a pretty solid point guard but uh you know wasn't anything that was elite level type of player uh you had a you had guy that the grad transfer Willie Kawasi that was playing post you didn't have really any true forwards any real quality forwards at least it, it was just a mess and what changed all of that, or what, at least what made people's hope be restored, is that you knew in the next year you were going to have a few players coming back like Moses and Dusty, and you were adding 
big-time JUCO players in Daryl Macon and Jalen Barford. You're adding a few other pieces here and there, too. And that's what gave you all the hope for how the season was going to be the next season and how you had a lot of excitement about it. So people could put up, and Razorback fans can put up with a bad season if they know that the next year it's going to be different. The next year it's going to be better because help is on the way. You don't have that feeling this year. You felt like this year this team should have made the NCAA tournament. They should have beaten a lot of these teams that had no business beating them. They should have won against Texas in the very first game. They should have won against Western Kentucky. They should have won against Georgia Tech. They should have won against LSU at Bud Walton Arena. They should have won against Missouri on the road. They should have won some of these games. But you are what your record says you are. Good teams, close out games, they execute down the stretch, and Arkansas didn't do it. But you felt like so much was left on the table. And when so much was left on the table, and the rest of it is leaving you next season, a.k.a. Daniel Gafford, you have no help on the way. You don't have a Daryl Macon. You don't have a Jalen Barford. You don't have any of that. And that's where it leaves Mike Anderson right now. He's missing the postseason. And he's going to miss the postseason again next year. There's nothing that I see on the horizon that could change my mind in that fact. There's not enough development that could happen for the players that are currently on the roster to make me believe that they will make that jump and be a better team next year. Because that's what you're talking about, folks. We're talking about Arkansas losing Daniel Gafford and trying to figure out how this team will be better next year. It's impossible. Impossible is a big word, but it's impossible. I'm going to continue on to give my thoughts and opinions on Mike Anderson and the Razorback basketball program here in just a second. But first, this from the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. I don't want to say it's the beginning of the end because I've been saying that since, you know, this over this past year. But it certainly feels like this this is just not working out. You know, it kind of reminds me of like if you were in a relationship with a girl that you really wanted to date for a long time and she finally said yes. And you started dating and it was going okay, but you knew that, hey, it was going to get better. Because once you get to know each other, once you figure each other out, once you get everything settled in and the foundation built, it's going to be great it's really going to elevate itself. And then you had a year where it was just the peak. You were so much in love and everything was going swimmingly. And then you had a rough patch. But that's okay because the rough patch you knew was going to be just short-lived because you knew whatever that rough patch was being caused by, you knew it was going to end. And so you could get back to it. And then he felt it and he was like, great. It was like, oh, but you know, as great as this feels, not feeling satisfied though. I'm not feeling like we're getting the the most out of each other. And then when you feel like you have a perfect situation and a perfect setup for a year of a great relationship, it 
ends with a big thud. And you don't recover from it. You try the next year and hopefully you can build up some recovery from it, but it's gone. The magic's gone. You don't feel the same love anymore. You don't feel the same affection, the same passion that you once had for her. And then you feel like, you know, this might be best served for both of us just to move on. And that's how Razorback fans feel right now with Mike Anderson. He's the girl you wanted. He's what you wanted. You got him. And you were pumped. But entering into year nine, it's not going to get any better. And it might be time for just, you know, hey, let's remain friends. <laughs> we can still be friends. I'm not going to be in the same love relationship, but we'll still be cool. Still be cordial to one another. That's kind of what it feels like right now, fans. It feels like it's all over. And there's no recovering from it. It's peaked. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I think that what Mike Anderson has done for the University of Arkansas and the basketball program has been phenomenal. I mean, we all know where it came from. But we all know what Arkansas basketball used to be. And to see all these highlights and all these honorings of Nolan Richardson and all the things that came along with it, it just it feels like it was centuries ago. It feels like it just is so far away. And you remember how you felt during those days, during those years, knowing that you were a nationally competitive basketball program. And you, you yearn for it. And it's not like football. It's different, folks. Because if you listen to the podcast yesterday, you know it's different. Football, it would take an astronomical, timed, perfectly set up for you to be year in and year out nationally competitive in football, competing for national championships. It would take a massive overhaul. But basketball, I don't believe that's the case. It's not going to take some incredible miracle to have you and your fans and, and the Razorback fans and the Razorback basketball program. It wouldn't really take something just out of left field insane for you to be nationally relevant again. It just takes the right coach. It takes the right coach who knows how to recruit. And knows how to get high-end talent and develop that high-end talent. That's what it takes. And Arkansas is a, is a program that is perfectly capable of that. You know, an article was released from Forbes. I just read the other day that when it came to college, to actually, no, Forbes, it was, uh, was StubWallet.com. Excuse me, Forbes was a different list. StubWallet, uh, Stub where they listed out the best college basketball cities in the country. And Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas, was number 21. Second in the SEC behind Lexington. Every list you ever hear of, every way that the program is viewed, 
it's always viewed as a better job. And it's not because of, oh, well, they had a history. Yeah, the history is a part of it. But it's because reasonable, logical, and smart people know what Razorback ba basketball is capable of doing when the right man's in position for the job. It's better than any of these average Joe places. Arkansas is still the second best job in the SEC. And you have not been to a sweet, every other team has been to a sweet 16 since you have. But yet you are still considered the second best job in this conference. Why? It's because of you. It's because of you, the fans. Find me any, any other SEC basketball team not named Kentucky that can have a borderline NCAA tournament team playing in their home arena and get 18,000 people in the stands. Find me a team that can do that, a program that can do that consistently because you know what? That's what Arkansas did last year. They were an NCAA tournament team. They weren't a top 25 team by any stretch, but they had sellouts going out the wazoo all the time. That's a powerful basketball program. And that's what you are. That's what you have. That's what it's all about right there, folks. And the fact of the matter is that you deserve better. This state deserves better. This school deserves better. Everybody deserves better than this past season. And you hurt for it. Because you know what it's capable of. You know how high your ceiling is in basketball. And the ceiling doesn't exist. The ceiling's the roof, as Michael Jordan would say. No one's saying that Arkansas has to be a national championship contender year in and year out where they're a top five, top ten team. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> That'd be the best thing ever. People just want a competitive program that's in the tournament every year. That's recruiting at a high level. That's getting all their high-level in-state kids. And that's putting together a program that fans can be excited about for the foreseeable future. That's what people want. Sure, 40 minutes of hell or fastest 40 and all that. It's an exciting brand of basketball. But it's really starting to look like it's not the winning brand of basketball. Fans, I feel you. And I understand your frustrations. And I love Mike Anderson. As a true trailblazer for the University of Arkansas and as a great ambassador and a guy who loves Razorbacks. He loves it here. That's commendable, and that's appreciated. But at the end of the day, it's about winning basketball games. It's about putting forth a competitive and nationally relevant program because that's what you can be. There's nothing keeping you from that. The support is there. The talent is there. The facilities are there, and you are there. You, the fans, you're there. There's no reason that you shouldn't be better than what you're seeing right now. Maybe it's time to just mutually depart. Maybe it's time for a breakup. You had a good run. Everything was great there for a while. It was your dream girl. 
but it didn't pan out like you thought. It wasn't as great as you thought it would be. So instead of continuing to milk it, shake hands, kisses on the cheek, still remain friends, and call each other on occasion and be cordial to one another. Because right now, folks, I think both parties involved know that the University of Arkansas Razorback basketball program can be a lot better than what we're seeing now. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.